0: ever and ever and ever. This is not just heaven. We're going to worship Jesus in heaven for eternity. But it starts here. It starts accepting the Lord. Lord, I trust you. I believe in you. I repent of my sins. God, save me. At that moment, the praise starts to rise. Praise you, God. Praise you, God, for lifting me up out of the pit. A pit that's the the miry clay that I'm stuck in. God, thank you for rising me up above that, God. Thank you, and I will praise you for eternity. You know, there's going to be some bad times. There's going to be some bad days between now and then. Between now and heaven, there's going to be some tough times, and it's going to be hard to praise through. I have those days, too. Matter of fact, yesterday was a little bit of a hard day for me. But you know what? I'm coming through it. I'm coming through it. Lord I'm going to praise you because of what you did who you are in my life and what you did for me and me accepting you as my Savior I know I'm bound for heaven and that's where I'm going to spend eternity I'm going to praise you I'm going to worship you I'm going to be on my knees before you I'm going to praise you God for all eternity God you are my Savior you're my healer you're my provider God you're everything my all in all that's, that pretty much says it all my all in all He is my all in all. As much as I love my family, I love my wife. She's not my Savior. She's not my all in all. The Lord Jesus Christ is my Savior. He's my all in all. The main thing we've got to do on earth is accept the Lord as your Savior. I'm asking, if you do not know the Lord as your Savior today, do it today. Today's the day of salvation. So before you leave the building, we're going to give you a chance to do that. But praise be to the Lord! Praise be to the Lord! Amen. Hey, uh, look around. Yeah, let's give the Lord a hand clap of praise. Thank you, God. Amen. I love praise and worship with you guys. I love to worship. Uh, turn to your neighbor and shake some hands. Say hello. Good to see you this morning.
1: Amen, amen, amen. I've missed worshiping with you guys and being in the presence of the Lord. I've missed you guys in general. Um, Sarah is still not here yet with us, but just continue to remember her and Brylon and myself. Uh, oh. <laughs> I want to start off, and I may not roam around much today. And get back in the flow and my goofiness and all that quite yet, but although I was thinking while I was worshiping that I think my shirt was shrinking <laughs> during service, I don't know what it was. But I usually get the small, but I got, I got a medium. But... <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm a 2X through and through right now. Maybe a 3, I don't know. <laughs> So, it's the weirdest feeling when <laughs> worshiping. But I want to start off this morning just by, you know, thanking you, the church, for all you've done for us. I usually don't bring this up with me to preach, but I feel like I'm going to need it today. Um, thank the leadership of Orchardville Church for taking care of us. Thank the staff for... Uh, everything they did during this time and the extra things that were put on them um, thankfully nobody quit <laughs> during this time because there was a lot expected of them and a lot of, a lot of things that they filled in the gaps for me and, and took care of and did a great job with it um, so when I go to ask for raises for them later this year I got something to stand on <laughs> yeah I just threw that out there I want to thank uh, Jake Talbert and Jenna for filling in for me while I was gone. Um, It's hard, it's a blessing for him to be here and get some consistency through the whole time that I was gone. I'm so thankful for that I'm thankful for his heart. Uh, We met over at Wayne City when I coached over there and kind of have the same heart for young people and, and for God and Uh, When I asked him, he got back to me within, I think, that same day and told me they would do it, and I appreciate that so much. I know you guys do too. He did a great job um, filling in for me while I was gone. So I also want to thank the hundreds of people who supported us and prayed for us and gave encouraging words throughout this whole season that we've been in. Uh, We're still in, so please keep those prayers coming because I can stand here today and tell you that we still need them very much. You know, I don't know why the 62 days of Jackson in the hospital had to happen. I don't know why I had to watch my son suffer for most of those days. And people have tried to reason it and explain it out to me and I really don't care what you say. I mean that in the nicest way possible. Because it doesn't take away the pain. And I know people are just trying to help, but the reality is, my son suffered for a long time. And every day of being over there watching him. seeing how he, he never lost his fight never lost his spirit makes me proud to be his dad the last few days over there here we go this won't be pretty either I got a big nose But the last few days over there, you know, two days before he died, Sarah asked if she could pray for him um, on July 9th that evening. He passed away on the 11th, but he said yes and told her he loved her. And his last word, because that was the last time he spoke, was Amen. So be it. That was the last word Jackson said after his mom prayed over him. And again, we're in no way through this and I'm sure we never will be. And I pray, I pray, I pray that I can get to the other side of this and honor him and honor God and continue doing what God's called me to do, but right now it's really, really tough. I'm just being real. I've always done that with you guys, and it's hard, and from time to time we we face realities that we simply can't do anything about. And this is our reality right now, and we can't do anything about it. And the title this morning is dealing with death. And it's not the most encouraging title to speak to people on a Sunday morning, and if you're a first time guest, I promise I do preach encouraging things. (laughs) As well, but dealing with death I'll be honest I'm still not dealing with it really well and we're talking about the death of our son and you know death takes on several different categories it could be the death of a loved one it could be the death of a relationship the death of a job that you no longer have the death of a dream that you once had so keep that in mind as I talk about this that it's not you know just the death of a loved one but there's many things that you can be dealing with as far as death goes but for the sake of this morning and what we're dealing with here in our immediate family and with you as our church family I want to share this week and next week just on grief and sorrow and pain and in the mourning process because this right here is part of it Amen. it's not just myself and my family that are dealing with this loss it's and these questions and this hurt and this pain and these emotions, it's all of us as a body of believers. Because we feel like you guys are our family. And we're all dealing with this. We're all questioning things. We're all wondering why. We're all struggling and we're all hurting together. And I believe grief's one of the hardest emotions that anyone can face. It's a sadness we feel when we experience loss. And when you're dealing with the loss of a loved one, it can, this grief and this dealing with this death it can, it can be overwhelming. Very overwhelming at times. It rises and falls with powerful force sometimes when we least expect it. I can have days right now where I feel like I'm doing okay and then all of a sudden I lose it. Because grief is it's a human experience. that means nobody's immune to it. We've got to deal with it. We've got to go through it. It doesn't respect people. It can strike us at any time. None of us want to experience it. I'm sorry. <laughs> Again, none of us want to experience it, but we have to endure it at some point in our lives. And in my opinion, I I think one of the most difficult things about experiencing loss is that we can't do anything about it. And nobody wants to grieve, but everybody has to. That's part of the process. And by has to, I mean if we want to eventually feel better, And it's never going to be the same. But if we want to feel better and we want to begin to experience life again, we have to grieve. You have to go through it. I do want to lean into God this morning and find out what his word has to say to us as we talk about dealing with death. And I think by, you know, getting into the scriptures and talking about grief that we can find strength in the Lord. I believe that's one of the only reasons I'm making it through each day right now. Even though I may not be calling on him like i was calling on him before all this i know he's by my side getting me through each day with his help and the help of our church we're getting up each day and we're facing each day again i know that god sees our struggles and our fears and our doubts that he can handle my sadness he can handle my anger there's been a lot of that too and And any other difficult emotions that we're facing, he can handle them. And when you read and study God's word, you can find comfort, you can find peace, and strength to guide you through the grieving process. But you do have to search out the scriptures, you do have to press in. And that's hard to do when you're feeling what I'm feeling right now. I'll probably be a little too honest this morning. (laughs) When you look at stuff in the Bible, you can find a lot of examples of loss. The very first parents, Adam and Eve, dealt with grief over the loss of their son, Abel. There are stories of widows and widowers, sons and daughters who died, and infants who passed away. And grief has been part of human history since the beginning, yet it's never got any easier to handle. It's always been there, it's always been difficult. But I want you to know this morning that we were created to live forever with God. And death feels unnatural because it was never God's original plan. I mentioned this at Jackson's funeral, that that Jackson wasn't born with 17 years in mind. That's not what God had in mind for him. He knew his days. But when he was born and when, when anyone is born, when you're born, when I'm born, God has eternity in mind. That's what he's thinking about. You can spend eternity with me, he says, by accepting my son Jesus as your savior and producing a fruit from that life of living for him that you can spend eternity with God in heaven. But in the world marred by by sin, death is an inevitable problem that we're going to face. But what's so important and what's, what I cling to today is it's not the end of the story. It's not the end of Jackson's story. Believers in God can have great hope even within the midst of their grief. We have to go, I haven't been the best about going through this. I don't know if I've even really just crashed yet and let it all out. But we have to go through the process before we're going to see progress. You have to grieve. And the experts say as I I try to read things on it and trying to help Sarah, you know, she still cries every night when she goes to bed. That's what I hear. Each night is she just hates the nights. She hates going to sleep. the experts say there's five different stages of grief. There's denial and isolation. There's anger. There's bargaining, depression, and acceptance. You know which one I'm in? All of them. I got different stages for different days still. And it's still fresh. But again, I want to lean into God. I do. I want to lean into his word in this time. And I haven't been the best at that since July 11th being real, being honest. I couldn't even pray just me to God, personal, for the first three weeks. I could pray for other people on behalf of them, but I had a hard time just talking to God between me and him. So the first thing I want to hit on as we look at the scriptures this morning is that our God is close to us Our God is close to us Psalm 34:18 If you want to follow along on the screen or in your in your Bible cuz again you never know when you're going to need stuff like this Our God is close to us Psalm 34:18 says the Lord is close to the brokenhearted He rescues those whose spirits are crushed are broken because we've lost someone we love god takes notice and i can tell you right now it doesn't feel like that in the moment but he does and he promises to draw close to us when our suffering is greatest your spirit may feel crushed by the death of a loved one and i'm telling you right now it does but god's still holding me within the palm of his hand And he's ready to offer me comfort and healing. And here's the key to that. Because in the moment you don't feel like it. Again, being real. But you have to draw close to him in your grief. And that's the hardest part when you're questioning, when you're frustrated, when you're angry. Is to just come closer. Draw close to him in your grief and loss. And you will experience peace in his presence. The same peace that I've had in my life before Jackson passed away is still available to me today. But I have to draw close to him. It's not like he's far off either. He's with me. But I have to draw close to him. Next thing I want to say is God will heal your broken heart. Is my heart still broken right absolutely, it's broken right now. But I know God will heal your broken heart. Psalm 147, three says, He heals the brokenhearted and bandages their wounds. He heals the brokenhearted and bandages their wounds. God does not enjoy watching us suffer. He wants to heal us from our pain. And his promises that are found in the Word of God will soothe our hearts and they'll soothe our hurts. And, and I think, too, that with that, it'll protect your wounds from becoming infected and, and restore your brokenness so you will feel well again, so you don't get bitter and you don't get angry. God heals those things. Because I've seen people on the other side of this that get so frustrated, that get so angry with God, that don't understand, that have so many questions that they end up turning their back on God and they walk away from him. I don't want to do that. As much as it hurts, I know that's not the answer. I also want you to know that God's watching over you when you're dealing with death. And again, whatever that is in your life. Psalm 23, 4, even though I walk through the darkest valley, I will not be afraid for you are close beside me. Your rod and your staff protect me and comfort me. That's another thing to remember, that you are not alone in your dark valley of grief. And I know this is a popular verse, you know, whenever we have a loved one that passes away. But grief, we need to understand too, and I can tell you firsthand that it feels uncomfortably lonely. Even though I've had hundreds of people reach out to me and I'm sorry if I didn't respond to everybody, you still feel lonely. And you feel like nobody can walk the path you're walking. But in the midst of that path that you're walking, God is still right by your side. He's still your shepherd. He's still protecting you from further harm. And he's watching over us day and night. Day and night. I also want you to know that the Lord is compassionate Lamentations 3.32 says, Though he brings grief, he also shows compassion because of the greatness of his unfailing love. And since God is sovereign, you know, I've, just, I've told a few people this, that I just preached on this not too long ago, that of who's the boss. That he's either Lord of all or he's not Lord at all. And as much as I prepared, as much as I prayed, as much as I stayed close to God before all of this, I'd like to say that I was totally prepared for what, what just happened to our family, but I guess no amount of preparation can, can help you go through that reality because it's, it's so hard. It's so difficult. But he is Lord of all, and he rules over all things. He, he knew about the grief that was coming for us before we did. And he allows grief because it's a a channel that we have to go through in order to be healed. And since he loves us so much, he shows compassion in our suffering. And the God that created the universe, all, everything, draws near to me, draws near to Sarah and Bryland, to all of us, and shows compassion during our grief. Mark 14, 34 I want you to know this morning that Jesus understands. It says he told them, my soul is crushed with grief to the point of death. Stay here and keep watch with me. Jesus understands how I'm feeling right now. He understands what you're feeling when you're grieving, when you're dealing with death. He understands it. On the night before he was crucified, Jesus spoke these words to his disciples, and facing death on the cross, he felt the heaviness of grief crushing him. And that's what it feels like. I mean, I'm telling you what, on the inside of me sometimes, it is crushing me. My stomach's in knots, my chest hurts. It's terrible. But he understands that. He felt the same heaviness of grief crushing him, he knows how heavy that grief feels. He understands how it crushes your spirit. And I also like in the scripture that he, he noticed that he needed people to support him in his grief. Just like I need others, Sarah needs others, you need others to minister to you and yours. Sometimes I don't want to hear it. <laughs> I just told you that earlier. But I know it's part of it that, that you guys have been such a support system for us. I can't imagine if we didn't have this church family what this would have been like. Without the messages, without financial help, without the love and the caring for Brylin, just all of it. I can't imagine not having you guys with us in the midst of this. Have, we'd have been even more lonely. Jesus gives us hope. Revelation twenty-one four. He will wipe every tear from their eyes, and there will be no more death or sorrow or crying or pain. All these things are gone forever. This is our hope. Someday, after Jesus returns to earth and sets everything right, there will be no more death. He's already secured the victory for us. It can be so helpful to look at verses like this and get God's perspective on death while we're in the midst of our grieving. He also gives us strength. Psalm eighteen thirty-two, God arms me with strength and he makes my way perfect. Man, you need strength to go through the grieving process. Humanly speaking, there's no way that we're strong enough to face grief alone. There's no way. But God empowers us with his supernatural strength to face these trials in life, to face these things when we're dealing with death. And and he not only gives us this supernatural strength to wake up each day to face another day, to to begin that healing process, but he but he also secures the path in front of me. And right now, that path is crazy looking to me. I don't even know I don't know where I'm going, what I'm doing half the time right now. But I know God's going before me, securing that path. What if I zigzag and I try to and I try to trick him? He's still there. He knows exactly what's coming for me. And he's securing that path and he's guiding me along this path of healing. Sarah, along this path of healing. Brylan. along this path of healing. Our church, along this path of healing. And I also want you to know that the Lord is our salvation. Carlin hit on this. Isaiah twelve two. See, God has come to save me. I will trust in him and not be afraid. The Lord God is my strength and my song. He has given me victory. Jesus is the source of our salvation and strength. And you need to know him today. You need him to be your savior. If you're in here this morning and you don't know him, I'm telling you it's the greatest love you can ever experience in your life. And I'm telling you, whatever sin, whatever mistakes, whatever, whatever you've got going on in your life right now, God can wash it all away. The blood of Jesus can wash it away and you can be forgiven and given a fresh start. By accepting Jesus as your Savior. You can trust in him and give him your fears while you're Grieving. And I know I'm going to learn that as time goes on that I can hand more stuff over to him and I can be completely, I won't say completely over this, but completely restored and healed in my heart from what we're going through. I know that Jesus saves me. I know that he strengthens me and I know that he defends me. And we find strength in the Lord. Philippians 4.13, for I can do everything through Christ who gives me strength. We're in a dark valley right now. I know it's not for everybody, but my family, we're in a dark valley. But we know Jesus is walking with us. And we know that we have to do things in his strength and not our own strength because we need it to get through each day, each hour, each week, each month ahead. And I know, I know in my heart that deep down, God is going to provide everything that we need to get to the other side of this. Amen. I don't feel that right now. I'm not walking in that right now. And again, I'm just being honest with you, but I know He will. I trust in Him. I trust that He will. That He'll provide that for us. Everything that we we need, He's going to provide. I know that in the midst of all this, you know, my friend Carlin's going through the same thing. He lost his dad a week and a half before Jackson passed. And we both know, as we grieve, as we try to pick ourselves up, that God is the anchor for our souls. that God will sustain us and we will see him move in mighty ways in our lives again just like he did before. The praise team will go ahead and come back up. If you're grieving over something this morning, And again, you remember I said in the beginning, this can fall under a lot of different things. Not just the loss of a loved one, but if you're grieving this morning, don't be afraid to share what you're feeling with someone. I know I have so many ears and hearts that'll listen to what I have to say right now. As I grieve, I haven't really reached out and done that too much yet. Um... I'll be honest with you, if this would have happened to me through my stages of depression and stuff, I probably wouldn't be here today. That's how much it hurts. But that's also how much I've grown in the Lord since that time. So don't be afraid if you're grieving this morning to share with someone how you're feeling. Don't be afraid of how you're feeling. It's a natural thing. Like I said, there's, this is a process. Grief is a process. Tell a, a trusted friend who's going to offer a calming, listening ear and still give you the hope of the gospel through the midst of it. You need to know that you're not alone, that we all stand together in the hope of the resurrection. I know I'm going to see Jackson again. And the next time I see him, it will be forever. I also want to tell you this morning that we don't always understand the will of God. And I've said this a thousand times, that his ways and thoughts, scripture says, are higher than ours. And I'll also tell you, we won't always like God's will either. Especially when grief lands on our doorstep. We may even get disappointed with God. And some people say, I can't believe you're saying this, Rick, as a pastor. How I feel. I was disappointed that my son didn't get healed. don't tell me all he got is eternal healing. I don't want to hear that. It's not what we were praying for. It's not what you were praying for. So yeah, was I disappointed with God? I was. And that's okay because he can handle my frustrations. He can handle your frustrations and he's still God in the midst of it. So we have to remember that even when we feel paralyzed by grief and fear, God is not far away. He never will be. His spirit is our constant companion walking with us inside of us every single day. And he hasn't left us to go through these pains alone. He hasn't left us. He's Emmanuel, God with us. And we can grieve with hope, the hope that we have that this earth isn't our home. We get so selfish with this. We get so caught up in this, this. This is not it. We are just passing through. We are to to accept Jesus as our Savior and we are to go out and share his love with other people until the day we're called home or or he calls us home. Where he comes back in the rapture. I'm being selfish. I'm praying for that now. So get your life in order. No man knows the hour, but I'm praying it happens soon because I want to see my boy. But we should live every day like that. Every single day with the expectancy that Jesus is coming back. And be ready for it. One day we're never going to experience any emotional, physical, or spiritual darkness again. And you know why? Because we're going to be with Jesus. We're going to be with Jesus. We won't have to deal with this stuff. So if you'll stand with me this morning. Bow your heads. love you we love you and God right now I know I voiced some frustrations towards you and questioned you and had all these kinds of different feelings and God I know you were not surprised by any of it and that you can handle it God I know you're walking with me you're walking with Sarah you're walking with Brian, you're walking with this church even in the midst of the pain and God right now I just pray if anybody in here does not know you as their savior they don't know your son what your son did for us that you love the world so much that you sent Jesus to die for us to be beaten and bloodied and mocked and tortured and killed so that we can be forgiven. We can be made right through you. We can spend eternity in heaven with you. We can produce the fruits of your spirit living inside of us. God, if there's somebody in here that does not know you this morning Lord, I pray they come to this altar and receive your son as their savior this morning. That they don't wait. God, maybe there's somebody in here that's walked away from you. They just need to come home. They need to come home this morning and get things right with you. and Seek that forgiveness and repentance and turning away from that life that they're living right now, God. Lord, I just pray you're working on hearts right now. Lord, as we worship, as we sing, I ask your Holy Spirit to move on every heart that's in this place today. Show us, Father, your power. Show us your nearest, Father. Wrap your arms around us this morning and encourage us in your love. In Jesus' name, amen. These altars are open this morning i Known this in the past, but even more so now that every day that we wake up on this earth is another gift from God, it's another chance to lift up the name of Jesus, it's another chance to share His love with people. And this has taught me again that don't take a single day for granted, parents. Love on your kids. Even on the days where they're driving you crazy. (laughs) Love on them. Because you just don't know. Have the difficult talks. Lead them to Jesus. Because you just don't know. And as we take... Every opportunity, every day that we're given to live for the Lord. Remember, in every action, every word, everything you do is a representation of him. If you're claiming the blood of Jesus over your life, you're claiming Jesus as your savior, you're representing him. And by doing that, we don't—we can't afford to have days where we go through the motions. We can't afford to have Sundays where we go through the motions and we just come in here. Man, people need Jesus. in a life where Jesus is Lord of it all, should be seen by the fruit that you're producing. We're not the same as the world, we are not. We shouldn't look the same, we shouldn't act the same, we shouldn't talk the same, we're different. We're different. And we need to live like it with an urgency to reach more people. At the funeral, I said, I I told Jackson, I'm gonna do my best to honor him every day. Honor God above all, but honor my son. And doing what God's called me to do and reaching as many people as I can. I'm sure if he was here, he'd give me one of these. He loved this church. He loved being here. There was never a day where he woke up and said, I don't feel like going to church today. He loved being here. He loved being encouraged by you guys. And I know he may have seemed quiet to you guys, but as you can tell from some of the videos we let out, (laughs) he wasn't. He just took a while to warm up to you. But super kid, love God, celebrating. His relationship with Jesus right now every single day, and he wants all of us to do the same, to stay on mission to to lead other people there and I think something's talked to a couple of people about it going inside of me that when I get to the other side of this, whenever this is, I know I need to keep doing the things that I need to do to stay close to the Lord, but When I get to the other side of this, there's something else that's rising up in me that is tired of all the baloney that goes on in the church house instead of winning people to Jesus. And I really don't want to put up with it. So if you want to complain about the way we do music or I don't preach a certain way, just stop. Because you've lost sight of what we're supposed to be doing. We're in unity together. That means we're all working towards the same things. It's not so I can hear a certain song played. It's not so I can hear a certain message preached. It's so we can see people come to Jesus. I'm not saying that goes on, but just just cut out all the garbage and let's be about what God wants us to be doing. Love you guys. Again, I appreciate you so much. I know there's another side to this. I know there is. Be patient with us as we get there. And, and I'm sorry. I'm not going to say sorry. I mean, I, I need, I need to speak on this for a couple of weeks to help me grieve. I think we need to, to talk about this together as a church, because we've been through some stuff as a church. I wasn't even here in the years past where you went through stuff like this and it hurts. So I'm going to talk from a different perspective on it next week. But be patient as as we heal and get through this. It looks different every day. I still welcome the messages. If I don't type a big long thing back, understand that I'm getting there. Okay? I still believe in God. I still believe he's all powerful. I still believe he heals. I still believe everything about him that I believed before Jackson passed away. It's just getting that passion and that fire instilled in me again as I grieve and heal. Okay? Love you guys so much. Don't forget Wednesday night. This is open for everybody, not just teachers and staff. Come out and be a part as we pray over the staffs and teachers and students. Um, and be with us Wednesday night at 7. And if you're not here, I'll see you next Sunday morning. God bless. Have a great week. You're not dismissed. You're sent. Amen.